Actor and filmmaker Ann Johnston Brown has spent the past 35 years navigating the ups and downs of Hollywood. With a master's degree in theater arts, Ann was a professor at the prestigious American Academy of Dramatic Arts in Los Angeles and is the author of several books published by Smith & Krauss, the world's largest of its kind. Her films on the subject of homelessness have won countless awards, and her voice can be heard throughout the world in a variety of television and radio commercials, as well as the audiobooks of many New York Times and USA Today best-selling authors. And now, she brings to you the best of what she's learned. Welcome to The Actor's Guide. Hey, and welcome back to The Actor's Guide. We've got another exciting episode for you right now. I have uh, been graced with the presence of uh, the great Tom Provenzano. I call him the great Tom Provenzano because he does it all. He does it all, and many of you who are listening to this program know who I'm talking about. Uh, Tom uh, is going to tell you a little bit about himself, but there's just way too much to cover in a 30-minute episode. But uh, the stuff I'm going to be talking with him about mostly will pertain to, to voice, to his work as a theater critic, his work as a professor of theater arts. Uh, he is just going to have a, a treasure trove of advice for you today. Hey, Tom, how you doing? Thanks for coming on. Good morning, and thanks for calling. I love that you're doing this. Well, I'm doing this because of people like you. You you were there in the beginning with me. I think we've known each other. I was trying to figure it out, maybe 27, 28 years. And when I was getting my training, and I was in college, and you you were there from the beginning. And well, you uh, were in the first play, the first adult play I directed. I know, and it was Rumors by Neil Simon, and we had. Way too much fun, I'm afraid. I don't think we can tell all the, the, the stories because uh, some of them we'd get in trouble if people really knew what was going on because we had too much fun. That was what it was. Well, that depends on your audience. <laughs> well, you're right. I don't think we can get in trouble now because most of the people who could have gotten us in trouble probably don't care anymore. But <laughs> uh, but we had so much fun, and it was a, it was my honor and uh, to be in that show. Um, but let's just go ahead and start from the beginning because we're we're you know I just want everyone to know what you've done. For instance, let's start at your beginning. How did you get your break? into this business? Did you start as an actor? And if so, and I, I know some of the answers to these questions I'm going to ask, but I want you to answer it for our audience. What was your start? Yeah, I don't know that I ever had a, a big break. I just did. I, from the time I was four years old, I was destined to be involved in theater. I mean, mm -hmm. When I hear the stories and my mother tells me about <laughs> directing her and my father in their bed to play Cinderella's parents. And, oh. <laughs> So great. I did that, and then mom signed me up, and I just, uh, from the time I was seven taking acting classes till now, I've been involved. So it's been almost 60 years of constantly oh. being in theater. Well, now you um, had the support of your your parents, too. That's that's pretty great. I mean, sometimes people say, Mom, Dad, I want to be an actor, and they're like, no, you're going to be an engineer, or, you know, so you had their support. Well, my dad had some of those questions, but not really. They never pushed us anywhere. They just tried to find out what we were into and lead us there. And my mom did that. Sometimes they went overboard even in, in support, but that was great. <laughs> so here oh, I am. And, man. and she's still supporting. She's still, um, you know, at, at 
92 years old. She, she can't come to see my plays anymore, uh-huh. but she sure would oh, like to. But she used normally to. she would come to see it 10 I know. times. I know. She was your biggest fan. And I remember your mom. That uh, that is, and, and guys, if you're listening and you're you're starting out, I, I just hope that you do have supportive family members, uh, people that will show up to your shows. Uh, that is so great to have them out there. Uh, what is your most memorable acting role your role or no I know you've had so much directing experience and I know you you've done so many other things but as an actor well it, it it's hard to say one it's there was a time when I was 20 I got the role of a lifetime in um, I was doing summer repertory theater in Santa Rosa California mm-hmm. um, I was in college but you know way for the summer and I got the part of Leslie in The Hostage mm. by Brendan Behan. Which it's a play about an Ira, about an English soldier being held by the IRA. Okay. But it's a it, it's crazy. It, it's musical. It's it's uh, sarcastic and it's real. And I got to die in the end. Wow! And, there you go. But what was interesting is I am a character actor. But at this point, you know, there were a few times when I got to play young handsome man actors very not very many but this one and this was it and it's still one of the most memorable things ever but generally i've Mm. been um a character actor well but Um, see you're you and now i i've seen pictures of you when you were 20 and of course you were leading man material you were gorgeous and you still are (laughs) but i mean i i find it interesting that you consider yourself more character actor uh, well, those are the those are the roles I got. I I played more old men at UC Berkeley when I was in uh, undergraduate school. Wow! And in fact, uh, one time I always, I always tell this that the department was accused of using real old people as opposed to young actors. <laughs> oh, wow! <laughs> when That's I was huge. Doing Corbaccio in Volpone, which and, is this ancient old crow of a guy, and you were so believable yeah. that they honestly thought they had brought yeah. in some elderly. That, that yeah, and great. I did that a couple times, and then all through, you know, uh, one of the best acting things that I did was Three Sisters playing Andre. And uh-huh. then, th- you know, thirty years later, I played uh, the old character in Three Sisters at, at uh, Cal State when I, right. you know, uh, acted with some of my my mm-hmm. directing mm-hmm. peers at Cal State. I remember. So I, I I get all those, and and I, but I think my favorite role for the future is Polonius. <sighs> Really? Wow. Well, hey, you you've got you've you still got a bucket list, huh? Well, I still have those parts that I can keep playing <laughs> oh, or get okay. to play. And see, I mean, I'll never do Lear because I can't memorize that much. But Well, and see, that's another thing we've been talking about on this show uh, quite a bit, actually, is knowing who you are, knowing what your limitations are, or knowing, just being honest with yourself. You know, this is this is where I'm at right now as an actor, and this is these are the roles that I could possibly play, uh, whereas I'm not going to kid myself, uh, you know, playing a, a 20-year-old uh, when I'm actually 60 or whatever um and that's another thing you you're a teacher you're you're a director but you still consider yourself an actor and you still perform as an actor so you don't you don't just you know uh, pigeonhole yourself well no that's in fact with my retirement if i'm going to remain in theater i don't necessarily want to direct mm-hmm. that much mm-hmm. i i like it but it takes a lot more out of you acting really? is like acting oh. is total um Freedom, you know, the uh, pleasure, or t- yeah. you know, it can be not. It, it isn't always. It no, been the past couple times. Mm-hmm. Last time I was in a play, I was horrible for the first couple of weeks. I just thought I couldn't get it. Oh, but then I did find it. So I just, mm-hmm. I just got to remember that I, that I always end up 
finding where I'm supposed You're to You're just such an amazing director. I never want to hear come out of your mouth that I'd rather act than direct. I, I, I just, oh, you're just uh, so fantastic. In fact... Well, di- well directing for me um, is more... I'm more interested in the teaching aspect at school. Yeah. I don't... I, yeah. I, I, I love directing young actors who need to be learning about it. I don't... I don't necessarily love directing, you know, like in community theater or things where... It's not about teaching. Um, I would like to, you know, maybe direct in some bigger venues, but I don't know if that's the direction I'm going in right now. I'm looking at um, my retirement and trying to do some Shakespeare companies as an actor. Oh, boy. you And, and that's where your heart is, I know. Um, have you ever been represented as an actor? Did you have an agent? Well, interesting. When I moved to L.A., like everybody else, I wanted to be a big uh, star, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I did the things I was supposed to do, and I got advice, and I took this commercial acting um, workshop yeah um which was it was pretty crass to tell you the truth it was like you know back mm-hmm. yeah. in, in the in the uh, 90s and, yeah uh, or 80s. 80s, 80s actually yeah yeah and it, it was it was just really kind of crude and and people were mm-hmm. so aware of how crude they were oh. but but it was kind of fun and i did this workshop and then they signed me up at, at, as for a commercial agent and oh, and uh all uh, several of us in that class got to be in a commercial and got paid. We were oh. we were like blind people touching an elephant for a bank in Hawaii. But I don't. <laughs> well, the things we do early in our career, yeah. right? Oh, but I, you know, I, I I stayed with them. I really didn't get much, but I you know went to some <laughs> auditions and then I but I did plays. I mean, the minute I, like yeah. the first week I was in LA, I got into what used to be called equity waiver mm-hmm. production, sure. which is where equity people, and I was not equity, but, but anyway, right. equity people could work That's without right. being paid under certain circumstances, right. just because they're exploring their, mm-hmm. they're, they're working on their art. I did a bunch of those and then I was called in by an agent, but I was so stupid. I, I didn't know anything. I was this kid. So this is one thing. I used the agent as the other act, as the other character when I was doing a, a scene. Oh, okay. And he got very cold, and that was it. He didn't like that. And oh, <laughs> so, <laughs> wow! So you did have an agent, and you got your agent through the acting workshop that you did. Because I, I like to ask my my guests about their experience with acting workshops, whether they think that paying for a workshop is worth it and how it worked for you. And so you obviously feel like that was a good deal. No, it was a, it was a total scam. But <laughs> Okay. But it taught me a lot. And and you know what? I, 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 I We've been talking about this, too, on the show, you know, how to avoid the scams. And if it sounds like it's too good to be true, it probably is. But, hey, you, that was a lesson learned, right? Yeah, well, I mean, the main thing, as everyone knows, you don't. You don't pay for um, opportunities, right? You don't pay for representation ever, never. But, but nevertheless, there are work, there are really good workshops and there are good workshops that actually get people to come out and see their, you know, their workshop um, showcases. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. and so there are reputable people and there's, how do you find them? How do you find them? You you know, I I was going to say that that, um, I figured you might talk to me about this because I, I am not someone who can give you advice on how to get a career in Hollywood. That's not what I, I went entirely different direction. Right. But when you go to Hollywood or New York and you must go there or maybe even Chicago, mm-hmm. you know, I, I you know, you can try to, to live, you know, 50, 
you know, 200 miles away from Hollywood and come in once in a while and, and do stuff. But if you really want to get into this, you need to get to the place where it is That's and right. you need to make a lot of acquaintances That's right. of people who are doing it and, and different, different, you know, some people who are successful, some people are just coming. You need to have that mm-hmm. community because they're the ones who you're going to find out who the really good right. people are. Who, pick, who, pick their you're going to find out who the producers mm-hmm. are. You do not want to step into their producer's oh, couch. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We haven't even talked about the producer's <laughs> couch in the, on this show yet, but uh, I think you can imagine, people, what we're talking about. And the thing is, there are going to be some sleazeballs you're going to deal with in this industry. And that's why you pick the brains of those that you go to these workshops with you, you talk to the people you trust. uh, And once and once you get and we call it networking, getting into the business of networking that that's, that's half of that's half of it, you know. And now there is another place where, you you know, there are reputable places, less so now than than used to be when we had a really active theater company in L.A. I mean, an active theater community where people were doing so much. It was not a terrible thing to pay to be in a company because you would pay dues to be in a theater company and you would have rights to use a theater sometimes. Of course. We talked about that, too, recently. It was that, you know, if you pay a a, a membership fee, but it's just, you know, nothing like hundreds and hundreds of dollars a month, but enough to help pay the rent for that theater or for that space. You know, I mean, that I mean, that's understandable. So don't. So we have to be careful. You know, yeah, if you have to pay a membership fee, as long as it's, it's reasonable and you're getting something for your money that 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 makes sense. But yeah, I mean, I I know I was in the mohos with Fred Willard, as you know, for all those years, and mm-hmm. we all had to pay our our dues, you know, and 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 that was not to make Fred richer. He didn't need the money, but he did feel like if he was providing this service for us, which it was a fabulous uh, experience, um, we we basically paid the rent, and that was fine exactly. with me. That was fine. Yeah. Um, what? How did you become a theater critic? And this is where I want you to talk about how you got your job doing it professionally and your experience. Okay. Well, um, one thing is I've always been a good writer and that's how I got to college. Yes. Yes. But it's, it's the weirdest thing. Uh, My partner at the time was working for the LA weekly, Mm -hmm. which at that time was huge. It was, it was like, it was like the village voice at its, at its peak. It was, you know, the free weekly newspaper in Los Angeles that covered everything, including huge, I mean, pages and pages of reviews of theater, music, film, everything. Right. I mean, it was it was really hugely important. Only the L.A. Times had bigger circulation in L.A. Yeah, I remember. And um, Scott was working with them. And apparently, uh, the editor was just in the room and said, does anyone know anyone who could write a review for a play? <laughs> and, you know. Scott's friends knew me. He didn't say anything because he didn't really want me to work in this place. But <laughs> no. <laughs> but but some friends said, "Oh, well, Scott, you know, yeah, Scott's yeah. boyfriend could yeah. do this." Yeah. So, um, oh, that's funny. They got me a call. I went to South Coast Rep. Uh, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I so I can't remember the name of the play. It, it, it's it's one of the great plays, but I, it's not coming to my mind right now. Yeah. I reviewed it, um, and you know, this was for the LA Weekly, so you were writing about oh maybe. 300, 350 words at that time. And you had to be very succinct. Yeah. And I turned it in. He printed it. And from then on, for the next like five or six years, I was, um, I was one of the critics. I saw, I was doing two theater reviews a week, plus going to see one other for awards possibility. So I saw hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of plays between 30 and, 
you know, 40 something. Oh, my goodness. I know. And I mean, I remember when you first started at the Cal State, you know, when I met you, you know, you, I think you were still working for LA Weekly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. A lot of students got to go see plays. Oh, for free I know. <laughs> I know. I think I went to one or two. But uh, yeah, that that was just exciting. And so as a theater critic, uh, hmm, I don't even know how to put this because I don't want to insinuate, you know, that theater critics, you know, are, are have a, you know, an agenda. But uh, when you would critique uh, a theater piece, uh, were you how aware were you that that what you're saying has a direct impact on how well the the show will do, and did you make any enemies? I guess is what I'm asking. <laughs> well, this, that that's the thing because now it it turns out I was uh, in finger quotes the nice one of oh, the critics. Okay. In fact, some of the some of the big editors at the LA Weekly really didn't like me because I was, oh, I was too nice and not as he's sharp. He's not as, as some honest. Other he's not as honest as we are. Maybe. <laughs> um, but you know, there were some really bad things and. Yeah. Uh, mostly, I like to you know see what they were attempting to do and yeah. comment on that. Yeah. There were a couple times when things were so bad, but you know, years later, it, it's interesting. I was I was working in a um, a volunteer phone bank, and next to me was this other guy, and he had said he saw my name. He said Tom Provenzano, and he said. Were you at the LA Weekly? I go, yes. And he goes, ah, you, inter- <laughs> you, you review me. And I said, was I kind? He goes, you were not. Oh. And it was tw- you know, 15, 20 years later, oh, and he was my. still in Same. pain from this thing. Same. And I realized, so, so I'm at this point, I, yeah. now that I'm retiring from teaching, yeah. I don't, I'm, I'm not going to criticize things anymore. I'm done. Oh, okay. Well, including, see, as teachers, uh, including we when to... I go see, when I go yeah. see st- shows of people, yeah. I'm yeah. it's, that was fantastic. That's oh. it. Oh, you're funny. Well, you know what, though, Tom, I'm going to be honest. I don't know who that guy was that got offended, but I have known you all these years, almost three decades. I can tell you, you're a nice guy. I don't know what you could have possibly said. Even when you've seen stuff, I've been with you when we've seen stuff that I know wasn't that great. But, you know, you're just a fair guy. You just want to find the good. And and I, I think we need more of that. I'm sorry. I'm not saying people, you know, need to stroke everybody. But I think we need some we need some encouragement. We talked about this on an interview I did. I think it was yesterday um, with uh, a voiceover actor that is a mutual friend of ours, actually, Bonnie Marie Williams. And she says, if it hadn't been for all the encouragement by people like you, Tom, and she said me and several of the other professors at the college, she would not have had the confidence to do what she did. So I'm loving it. I'm loving the fact that you're known for being a nice guy. Uh, Well, and that's the point. I mean, that's (laughs) why uh, college is the most important. Getting this job was so bizarre and so strange, yeah. but it was so perfect for me. Yeah. I didn't think I could, I didn't know how to teach. I walked into the classroom and I suddenly knew how to teach. Oh my I, gosh, you were awesome. I don't, I'll be honest with you. I did not personally take a class from you, but I, I, you did direct a, a couple shows that I was in. And, yeah. and then I also was in the room when you were, when you were teaching. You were my, actually, you were my mentor. And I, I watched what you did and I said, okay, I want to do it like him. In fact, I think I, I you're, you're one of your syllabus, one of your syllabi were, was, was, was what I, um, Actually, you. Uh, and that's mine. how we always work. I mean, yeah. I started with the syllabus from, yes. from Kathy Urban, and then I but, took it from you. Yeah, 
but the, but the fact was the class you were teaching yeah you were much more qualified than i was uh well uh, in, in the voice for the voice class yeah i mean i'm pretty qualified but but that was i mean well then i have to talk to you about voice because hun i you know you are an expert at voice you've been taking all what is it Kirst, uh, Kristen linklotter um uh, uh is that is that who you've uh well that but more patsy rodenberg rodenberg that's it and and you you know we, we you know this audience here i've put so much stress on the voice as a voice actor of course i'm going to do that but as an actor in general the voice is so important and 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 if you're not going to get a vo- vocal coach or a, to take a voice class you're just you're just not going to be 100% as an actor and so give us your advice about voice um well first of all you ha- those are the classes you need to take yes um Really, as an actor, I mean, it's fine if you're going to take some acting courses and and do Stanislavski stuff or Michael Chekhov. Those are all fantastic. Yeah. But what you need is are the specific skills. Yeah, yeah. Right now, I'm directing uh, two gentlemen of Verona. Oh my! And favorite. we're setting it in Star Wars era. Oh my gosh! <laughs> but part of, some of the main work I'm doing is just working with these young actors on getting their oh, mouth around it. these words. Yes. And, because I, I don't want it to sound like Shakespeare. You no. I want it to sound more like like Star Wars sure. still not Shakespeare sure. still did. Sure. Oh um, man. But you got you got you gotta go find the voice and you have you yeah. have to if you're really gonna be an actor, you have to get over thinking things are stupid. Oh yes. We uh, do not be afraid to make yourself look foolish. And just do the physical activity. I mean, that's you, right. You need your, your your voice, imagination, and body. And that's, that's all right. you have to work with. That's, and that's everything else they give yeah. you. But so yeah. you got to get your voice working. That's right. And vocal warm ups before you perform, before you rehearse. You know. And how will you know how to do that without a yeah. class or a workshop or some sort of you know instruction? Yeah. yeah. And the ma- the main thing it gives you is you want a muscle memory so that you're not working on your vocal that's product right. while you're acting. It's there. It it's, is right. it is there for you. I love that. The muscle memory. I always forget to tell people that. The whole point of preparing, of, of, of having the knowledge of voice and articulation, resonation, breathing, uh, you know, practicing these things, going through the, 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 the uh, warm-ups and, 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 you know, just having, having exercises that you do on a regular basis, that's instilling the muscle memory. So, yep. that, you know, then you can just live, as we say, live the role on stage and not have to worry about being intelligible and being heard and understood because it's going to be there. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's 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 such a great note for the actors who are listening today. And I have to ask this question, and we don't have much longer, but you have to tell me because you're the kind of guy, because of all your directing experience and all your teaching experience, have you encountered an actor, a student, most likely a student, who had a dream for, you know, I want to be an actor. I want to do this. I want to go to Broadway. And you worked with them, and they didn't seem to have ability, uh, natural acting ability, talent, as it were. And have you have you encountered that? I know you have. How did you deal with it? Well, I, I'm, you know, I'm not teaching in a New York or Los Angeles super Market, school. Yeah. I'm teaching in a place where we have some really outstanding young people Mm -hmm. and we have a lot of people who don't know anything about it, but they choose this major and they, 
sometimes they think maybe it'll be an easy major. Sometimes they think this is what I want to do. It'll be great. Right. Um, I used, I will tell you in my younger years, I used to be a lot more blunt about yeah. things, Yeah. but, but that doesn't work anymore. It, oh, it's, okay. it's with, with the way human beings are right now that you got to find some other way to do it. And, but in general, I understand. I, I, I don't tell anyone they can't do it ever. Good. I don't even do the thing I used to do of say, find your type or, here, if you want to play ingenues, you yeah. have to look like an ingenue. Uh -huh. You can do that. You can you can create. But I sort of got in trouble for saying that sort of thing. Uh -oh. So <laughs> yeah, uh huh, uh huh. No, I see it, and so especially now I today, just, I just do the best I can, yeah. get them through. And yeah. you know, the problem is they don't get cast, or sometimes yeah. we do have to cast people like that. And you know what? We just do it. Well, you say you have to because in in the in the the college system uh, in in where 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 you are mostly casting people, uh, I know you do you know other stuff outside of the university. But you know if there's an acting major and they're not very good, but they have to have a certain amount of acting credit on the stage. You know there there's sometimes a t when you have to cast them and uh, and give them that experience. But where they're going to learn the truth if they if they do all the work. And and they get out there in, in, in the real world, which the real world isn't as nice as we are, you know. So. Yeah, but very, very few people, um, if, if, if you're not really good and you don't get better, it's because you're not that interested. Probably. You're right. It, yeah. Because if you're really there, I mean, even people who have no talent whatsoever can at least show up. Right. But there are a lot of people who some people just like to hide. Yeah. And 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 yeah. and there and what they will do in their lives, they will take some of this away with them. They hope about communicating. Oh yeah. But but they'll find their own way to do it. So that's right. And, I, and that know, yeah, it's a great you know taking classes in performing arts. You know of any kind, your know, voice, you know acting, improvisation, all these things they benefit anyone, anyone and everyone in all your walks of life. Well, that's why I have in my retirement, I have created a class that is a general. Uh, education class, so people want to take it, uh -huh. is acting for all majors. And it really is about that. It's just get letting them figure out how to use their tools. Right, and, right. You know, first, I mean, we actually do acting fun, and, and it's really fun to take people who, who don't know it, who haven't taken high yeah. school acting at all, and just take them through my viola spolin world. Oh, it, yeah. it's, it's It's a joy, always. So <laughs> That is so awesome. And so did they actually make that a, a an actual course at the college where you can just you can actually yeah, take this, it for for credit and, and a grade. You 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 get um. This is part of your arts GE. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Oh man, and see, that's what I love about you. You care about the people who aren't necessarily gonna be a major or or wanting to major in it or wanting to do this for a living. You you care about this being used for the, just everyone. Yeah. This these well, principles. The people the people who made my career in the very beginning, because I came in as the children's theater person. I know. Yeah. Um, the people who made my career were the liberal studies students, the ones who were going to be teachers. Yeah. Right. And it was this was a great way to break in. That's right. And so, and that and it's and it's just such a oh well when you have the skills that you're teaching, which is you know again voice, uh, physical physical acting, uh, you know improv, all these things, they they help you be a better teacher. They help you be a well, better. Well, that's parent. the thing for teachers. They they, they get. So many ideas and so many things they can take directly from my class and use with right. almost any age student. 
Well, so this, this okay, because we're 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 into the last couple of minutes of okay. this interview, and I want I have to ask, uh, you know, about what you're doing there at Cal State uh, San Bernardino is where it is. Cal, uh, California State University San Bernardino is where uh, uh, this is where we met, and where Tom has been a professor. Oh my gosh, I don't know all your titles over there, but anyway, you you teach uh, and direct there, and so you're doing ge- two gentlemen of Verona. <laughs> Star Wars style. Is there any way if somebody like I'm here in Las Vegas, so where could some of us who would want to see that or see something that else that you're doing? How can we link to what you're doing? Well, um, fortunately, we're out of the linkage business. We're not we're not doing any more stuff online. Oh, okay. We we just decided as a department that's not what we do well. Okay. Um, so and fortunately, we're at the end now. We're look. I mean. I am thinking by May when we perform this, we may not have to have masks. That would be so fantastic. Oh, but we do have these beautiful little clear masks that rest <laughs> on your chin that work that actually work pretty well. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, I'll tell you what, though. Um, there must be some way for us to find out more about you and what you've done. Um, uh, I will link whatever you give me. I'll put it on our website. Uh, but one last question before I let you go is what is your ultimate advice for the aspiring actor? Do you feel that it would behoove everyone to go to college, get your degree, or is it good enough just to take workshops? That it, you, There's no answer for that. Okay. Each individual. There are, there's, I've had several students at college who were wonderful, but they didn't belong in college. Oh, okay. And 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 a lot of them found out after two or three years and just sort of disappeared. Yeah. I think college is great for, for most people, but not necessarily. Some people, they're 18 years old. They know what they want to do. They go out and do it. Right. And, you know, as it turns out, I mean, a lot of the more successful people are people mm-hmm. who just go out and get in there. Yeah. But there's yeah. but there's different ways of, of your, you may not want that in your life. So and you, and, and you, you do may the college. Wanna... College gives you so much else. It gives you right. a lot of life skills, especially that you know, especially the Cal State schools, especially for people who have don't have a long history of people going to college in their families. Right. This is it, it's more affordable, hugely changing. Yes. And and I will tell you that that if you ever want to teach, you do have to go to college. But uh, unless you're just teaching in a workshop environment, but if you want to teach in, in in the school system, and that's what I want to do that's why i went but um but i will tell you that uh no matter what uh, you need you need to find a way to get some training and the reason why i wanted you on is because i know that you you put this emphasis on on voice and on just all the skills you didn't even you know we're we're talking about everything that it takes to become a great actor to get in tune with your instrument as it were and uh boy i tell you what this has been some fantastic advice for this audience i am so grateful tom that you came on i'm going to uh, post this uh this uh, podcast probably uh, either tomorrow or, or Monday, but we're going to get this on so that people can take advantage. And I'm going to link uh, whatever you give me. I'm going to link it up on our website. So hang on for a second, Tom. Thank you, by the way. Thank you so much. And just as long as my mom can find it. Oh, we'll make sure she can. And I can't wait to say hi to your mom. All right, man. Stay on the line. I'm going to sign off here. This has been the Actor's Guide. I'm really grateful that everyone's tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to rate us. And we will see you next time. Tag, you're it. 
This has been the Actors Guide. For more information about Ann Johnston Brown or to join the tag team, please visit our website at ajbprods.com/podcast.